On this episode of The Playbook, I have the legendary race car driver, Danica Patrick, and we're going to discuss how to break barriers and the difference between letting go and moving on. Join me for all this and more on The Playbook. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I have one of the world's best athletes, and most people don't know that car drivers are athletes. They think it's really easy. It's like a runner's heart rate during the race, so marathons every weekend. But it takes a lot of focus to be a car driver, and I think that's what uh, I want to talk about most. Because um, I was talking to you earlier, and I believe that you're going through what Wayne Dyer calls a quantum shift. Mm. And a lot of people in their 30s, not to age you, they go through this quantum shift where your purpose in life changes and your awareness elevates. And I know you... That's happening. <laughs> no doubt. Tell me You've a little nailed bit it. About... Tell me more about myself. No, it seems like <laughs> if I'm just quiet, you could just tell me more. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's true. I mean, when, you know, I was younger, you know, you're just kind of working and you're doing things to generate attention and awareness as far as like other people to you. But now it's more of that shift towards, there you go, um, awareness of what's going on with you to everyone else. So to wake them up to... Um, get them to think more open-minded, question everything, um, find a deeper meaning for things um, instead of just kind of being on autopilot. So um, definitely, I mean, I have, you know, so many other projects going on now, which really just came from passions of mine. I mean, they were really just dreams and ideas and each one of them took their own time to manifest, but some of them happened pretty pretty quickly, um, as you well know, and as you teach people how quickly that kind of thing can happen. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a fun time for me. I really, I love this shift. Like this shift is so, it's not only empowering to me, but it makes me want to empower other people. I'm gonna tell you a story because we were about, when I was your age, I was flying to India and I met this medical doctor and it reminded me when I saw you this time. I've seen you from near and afar through my sports career. And of course, you probably didn't notice me, but I've always kind of watched because I like to watch really successful people. But I noticed like you have this tremendous light, but I always felt like you were blocking it when you were younger. Like you, you know, very focused, but there was so much more to it. And this lady told me on a plane, she goes, oh, she goes, you know, the whole world vibrates. And everything, everything is vibration. Right, right. Earth animals, plants, everything, humans, yep. sound, light, thought. And then she said to me, she goes, you know what vibrates the fastest? Light. No, no. the truth. The truth. Oh my Which God. Which is a light. Huh. But yes, the truth. And it shook me because I was way more lost than you were. I was not uh. to my, quite my shift, but this was what, what catapulted me was this idea that what if I was in the pursuit of my potential at all times to vibrate faster? That's my mission. You know what? I come up with a word of the year every year. My word last year, guess what it was? Potential? No. Truth? Yep. Yeah. And there you go. Well, that makes sense with your shift. So <laughs> a lot of people don't get this, but you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. So every time that you're at a gamma vibration, which is the truth, they call it God's vibration, mm-hmm. that you're aware of the most things. And what I try to bless people with is awareness because... It's so powerful. Like yeah. even in sports, yeah. if you're aware of who's behind you yeah. without looking or aware, because you can yeah. sense things, right? There's oh, a certain yeah. awareness. 
you know, that's like people talk about your gut feeling or, you know, I mean, that's just your awareness, right? That's your other sensory. That's your, that's your knowing. That's your sort of, to me, that's your spiritual center that knows and sees so much and, you know, potentially has so much more history. How many lifetimes does it have? But it, you know, it has that sensing, that knowing around it. Now I'm going to take you from a very high spiritual talk to back to a pragmatic one. One of the things that I believe that I help people with is transcoding the truth into this pragmatic world that we live in. So you could sure. transfer it down to because you want to live, life. right? Like I have this play con- the game. I have this conversation with my girlfriends where I'm like, I don't want to be detached. Like I don't want to live in this woo-woo world that nobody understands, and I can't affect anyone. I want to still function in the world, and I want to be able to reach other people in the world. So this is going to be very beneficial for me. Yeah, my, Go ahead. and my wife was very spiritual, and I used to tell her, "Look, I don't want to sit at home high on my mom's couch, <laughs> right, and like pretending to have a Ferrari. Like I want to go out and buy my own Ferrari." Yeah. Um, so when you kind of lower your vibration or transcode this higher thinking. It takes th- what I consider different things that you have. One, consistent behavior, right? You have a cellular memory. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think one of our people on Elevator Pitch talked about a cellular memory. Yeah. And so I believe that the body works in a 24-hour period and that if you don't do things every day, that you're actually not programming your body correctly. Because so many people, and this might resonate with you, they think they're doing the right things because they go five days in a row and they work out right, they eat right, they whatever it may be, they stay focused on their goal. But in day six, they zero out. And there's a quantum zero that loses the exponential accelerator of manifestation. Is this um, like neuroplasticity, <clears throat> basically? Yes. Yeah. So if you zero yourself out, you won't get the results that you want. But to be the world's best at something, which you are, it took a consistent every day persistent without quit enjoyment of the pursuit of that potential as a visualize it really feel it know it um there's a i think it's um maybe it's maybe the first chapter of my book it's um uh called the chap chapter title is mind river which is basically just it's it's neuroplasticity it's the thoughts that you have um create a new thought process for you you reprogram your brain through repetitive thinking, repetitive actions, and then the real manifesting comes in when you not only think them, but you visualize them, you write them down, you feel them, you assume, imagine, live as if they've already, they already exist. And your brain actually forms neural pathways. There you go. That's right? it. You Three. know all the big words. But I'm just do. like, this is all just like, I'm just you know, amazed. baby steps. Like I'm just, just start, nah. just, you know, so baby steps into the elevator. <laughs> That's so funny. What about Bob reference? Perfect. Set him down. Perfect. <laughs> Set him down. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting because I went through my shift and my hardest part was, okay, so you're this woo-woo spiritual guy that has this higher enlightenment and you want to share it with people, but I like to make money, right? And I like all these kind of Do you like to ventures. make money or you like the challenge? I, I actually like to make money for one reason, because it allows me, empowers me to help others. Okay, I great, live so it's vibration. a transfer. It's a, it's a transfer. Yeah. Um, but I find it was a conflict at first. How can I be this enlightened being, but have, you know, like for you, GoDaddy, right? They're literally endorsing you for your future with all these great business ventures. And how do you reconcile you know, this awareness of yours with this great company that's been supportive of you on the track and now is supporting you with these great ventures off the track. Well, I mean, you were talking about, you know, in my earlier career and, you know, being at this new stage now, this shift stage and how, you know, it's it's funny. I, I almost use the example. It's almost just like GoDaddy, where originally it's about kind of, you know, 
being flashy and getting noticed and not necessarily as much depth to it. It's really just, um, you know, kind of hitting the scene. And then, you know, over time, you know, you evolve into this space where you want to help other people. And so, you know, their company is now obviously all about helping people with really it's about their dreams, which are their, you know, they call the side hustle, which is essentially if you have a side hustle that you're doing for nothing, it's probably your passion, right? I mean, and that's what all my companies have been. That's what my book's about. That's what my clothing line, my wine that I make. I mean, like all those things were just side hustle projects that were like, yeah, I'm just going to keep dumping money and time into these things and, um, and hope that they, you know, hope they go right. Hope they at least don't lose money. But, you know, the funny thing about things that are a passion is they tend to be able, they tend to take off really well because you're really invested, they're, um, they're pure down to the core, and um, you're willing to work hard for them. So um, it's, a, it's a cool transition, especially for this last phase of my racing career, to have them back, to be able to, I mean, we're reflecting back to each other where we're at in this point in life, which is just, you know, all about growing and helping people and making your dreams become a reality, which is just the coolest stuff. Like, I love watching people make their dreams become reality. It's it's really powerful. That's it's they're living their truth, which, you know, I mean, if we're talking about like the shift and the deep truths and stuff, it's like, look, people might not want to hear it from me, but, you know, I love racing, but it's, you know, when I finally had a little crack in the shell a few years back about like, oh my God, it's not my passion. Like, I love it, but it's like, I don't go to the track for fun on the weekends. I don't watch racing on TV because I'm obsessed with it. I don't, I I just don't care. I like, there are parts I love about it, but it was when I finally realized that, realized that truth of mine. And then things take a while. Sometimes they take a while. You know, a few years later, certain things started to show themselves as being signs to me. And that's important too in life is start to recognize the signs. I'm all about trying harder, but you have to understand when something isn't for you anymore. And it's not a matter of giving up. It's a matter of letting go. And so that's what I had to come to the conclusion of with my racing career was I I love it but I it's not my passion and it's time to let it go to let another passion flourish for me and so my my dream for myself and this is just kind of an idea I guess is that somebody or anybody or everybody knows me for something other than racing because it will have just meant that that was that successful because I cared that much. Um, And not to be dismissal of racing, I love racing and that's been everything that's put me exactly where I am today. These opportunities would not be here without racing, Um, but I just wanted to sort of speak volumes about these other projects and how much I love them. It was fun for me because I have been more stick and ball sport type of person and one of my dear friends is Eric Dickerson. And it blew me away. I started talking football with mm-hmm. Eric Dickerson because my business partner, Warren Moon, loves football. It's mm-hmm. still his passion. Yeah. Right. He announces it. Yeah. He watches like I little league football. games. You know, he's just crazy about it. I and was a Bears fan for a really long time. Not anymore, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, when he sat there, I'm talking football, he goes, Dave, just please stop. I, you know, I don't watch football. Like, what? I don't really like football. Yeah. Right? It's, it's People don't want to hear that. It's almost like you're cheating the system, yeah, right? You feel like that's right. You're cheating the system. You're like, no, you're supposed to love it. If you're, you're not good, you're it. supposed to love that thing, yeah. that sport or that job or whatever it is. But it's like, just because you're good at it doesn't mean that you want to do it every day, all day. Like I, when I was younger, I used to like totally think that people were lying when they said, oh, if I could drive every day, I would. I'm like, <laughs> Nope, not me. Like, you're full of it. You're <laughs> a liar. Fossil fuels running in circles, right? It's hard to be passionate about. Uh, Low vibe. <laughs> right. 
Some uh, of it is. Right, but it's, it's competitive off. world. There are things, and anytime things are competitive, so you're, it can you're be in the, the business world now, and it's interesting because yeah. I choose projects that carry the same vibration. And I don't believe in coincidences, right? I believe in right. the coinciding of things. Right. And I, I hate to go back to GoDaddy, but I think reactions. it's really cool because you're a catalyst to so many different people, you know, and and whether you liked it or not. You know, I have three teenage daughters and you're the icon for empowerment to them. Right. Which to me, like I'm going to choke up a little bit, but like it's cool because, you know, I knew you in, in a certain way. And when my girls would say, this is what I want to be back. Like, I said, oh, you want to race cars? I'll put you into kart racing. They're like, no, I want to be like Danica. Oh, man, which that's is even better. Right? Like, that's so much better. <laughs> right. And, and that's something that I aspire to that, you know. My kids didn't even think of me famous until I got a blue check next to my name and I had to ask somebody what that meant. <laughs> what did that mean? How exactly. did you get that thing? Exactly. My 13 went crazy. I'm like, right <laughs> on. I'm like Danica. All right, blue check. Hey, <laughs> exactly. you know, high five to the blue check. It's a it's you know, it's little 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 marks along the way to say, You're doing good. Literally. Well but GoDaddy, would would you do business with GoDaddy? If they were, because they're so aligned with you, they they yeah. are a passion and a dream yeah. making company. Like yeah. my first website, I use my domains. I probably own yeah. a thousand now yeah. through them. Yeah, uh, I mean, I remember hearing way back in the day when we first started together, and my friends would, because I mean. Look, I'm not doing it myself. So like when I'm setting up websites and doing things and getting domain names, like I have assistants and they all get that and they're a sponsor. So like, you know, they just line it all out and make it happen. But a lot of my friends would use them, of course, and probably a lot because of me, but also because they're like their customer service is so good. Like it's so easy. They call their like. So, I mean, I remember hearing that way back in the day. And so when you're rooted in that kind of service and that kind of um, you know, one-on-one kind of situation, then I feel like it's just, it was a good platform for them to, to rise from I'd be, there. I'd be kicking your you get one shot, right? With There's so many companies out there, as you all know, there's so, so many companies, you know, you tend to get one shot with people. So, you know, when you actually get someone on the phone and it's easy and they check on you and it's good, then, you know, you're going to get them back. Yeah, and what a great company to endorse you. It's funny. I, I'm a past agent, right, with Lee Steinberg, and I always think, if I was clever enough or aware enough to be an agent and I was Danica's agent, imagine if I was genius enough to say, hey, as part of the deal, I want a thousand donate domain names, like the.com, or like, you know, three-letter domain names. Where You'd were be a you billionaire. back in the day, no. man? Oh, I'm an idiot. I, I would have uh, thought of it. Neither the youth is wasted on the young. Dang yeah, it. Geez. Don't you think that, too? Oh, oh my God. The institu- There's so many man-made institutions out there that it frustrates me. Like, one of them that makes me really frustrated is school. I understand we need some formal education of some sort, but isn't it wasted on the young? I want to learn more than ever now. And I get that I'm an adult and I don't like I need to go work and not go to school. But, you know, when you're eight years old, you want to play. You don't want to get yelled at for sitting on the wrong part of the rug on the floor. Like, you know, it's just like I just think there are so many man-made institutions out there that it's like schools. So I'll turn on some cool books about that, that it's actually when we're born, we're geniuses. And then they say by the time we're five, that all the conditions and judgments that are made from us, that we've lost 95 percent of our genius by socialization, that you're actually connected. And in fact, I had this great interview with this. You're not actually seeing things. You actually see them. You project them. right? And it's coming through you, not for you. And uh, I actually had an interview where he's a medium. And I have a medium friend and it's so cool. It's awesome. Right? I, yeah. I actually learned in India how to channel and do things. But this guy for five minutes straight in the interview was looking away from me and his eyes were glossed over. He was channeling and I had to stop the interview and go, hold on a second. You, you just witnessed something so people could see what it is, what it is. Right. And that's the detachment that I like. 
Now, one quick question before we finish too is- No, we're not done. We have so much more channeling and spiritual things to talk about. All right, we'll continue on. But one thing that most athletes like yourself and most business people as well, so I've been more, after I played football in college, all strictly about money, was I always attach my happiness to an outcome. And racing is an Detach from outcomes. It's like one of the number, detach from outcomes and the law of least resistance. So explain to me, because I have my own philosophy, how can you be so competitive, which you still are in the yeah. business world, and, and for a few more races, uh, but how can you, what does it mean to you to detach from the outcome but still be goal-oriented? Well, I believe that, um, I don't believe I always know the best way to get there. And so how am I to know that I'm actually reaching the final the final phase or the, uh, the final outcome of something by one turn along the way? You know what I mean? Like yeah, how do, how, yeah, how like, how is, how is this, 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 this thing that I have to do next or this way I've been for, this position I've been put in or forced into in some way, which might actually be, of course, the right direction and it might help me to get to where I need to go. And so, you know, how, how am I supposed to know how I'm supposed to get to my furthest, furthest outcome, the most, um, the highest level of something. I don't know those things. That's why I, that's why I encourage people. I mean, every time I do a speech, I'm, I, I, every single time, no matter what age they are. And in fact, the older, the better usually for this message is to ask everyone, not right at the moment because I want them to pay attention to me, but, um, (laughs) but think about what it is that you could do if you could do anything in the world. Like, that's it. Just think about what your furthest out there loftiest dream is. I don't care how big it, like, I don't care if it's literally fly to the moon with your arms. Like, I don't care. Like, whatever your loftiest dream is, what is it? Because if you don't know what it is, you're never going to get there. And kids have, like you said, before you're five, you know, you have this genius potential and then you're conditioned by society and, um, you know, you lose that spark, you lose that fire, that light. And, um, you, you know, your chakras are dimming by the second. And, um, so anyway, it's, uh, you know, the the adults need it the most because it's never too late. I mean, look at Betty White. Yeah. Oh, she's awesome. One of my (laughs) favorites too. Now I have my last question, which is going to change because you really already answered what I normally ask. You've already said what your legacy. I want to know, someone like you, what is your truth? I told you there'd be no zingers. I lied. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I um, saved it to the last question. Um, my truth? I mean, I think I told you one that is pretty revealing as far as a, someone who's been a sus- very successful in something, and that's that, you know, racing really isn't my passion. While I'm good at it and I love it, it's not my passion. Um, but I think that my evolving, emerging truth is that, um, and I've always felt like I'm here to do great things, and I've always felt like racing was a platform for me that I was supposed to continue down because it's like it's a it's a unique platform. I can reach people, I can affect them. But but I'm I'm beginning to think that that's not necessarily the only way I can do it. And perhaps um, I was actually told by an astrologer a little over a year ago. I usually do it on my birthday. Um, that um, that you know she saw me doing books and traveling a lot, and um, she said that you know I I see you. You, um, you are someone who can reach people that not others can because of this where I've been in the sports world. And um, so I, I just feel like my truth is, is that I'm I've always felt like I'm spe- I always felt like I was different and I always felt like I have something to offer people. And somehow I have this um, drive that um, 
people can feed off of. And so it's to help people find their own. And, and it's all there. Everyone has it. It's just a matter of getting them to wake up to it and to realize it and believe it. So um, to affect people, to to help people, to help um, brighten their light. And, you know, ultimately, I would love to be that kind of person that, you know, how you walk into a room and you see someone that you just love and you're like, you just smile when you see them. I want to be that person that's sitting down there. Somebody walks in and they're like, oh, my God. And they just smile like I want to be the brightest light. Like I want to be light. I want to be positivity. I want to bring people up and I don't want to be susceptible to other people's negative energy to bring me down. I want to want to have the ability to bring people up to me. And um, I think that that would be a that would be a really powerful position to be in because it's going to, you know, affect the collective and you know that's what we need is this we need to create a good cancer exactly a collective belief and i i do want to thank you because it did and does mean a lot to me not just for my teenage daughters and because it's so difficult to empower kids alone and it's so important nowadays especially for women to i think understand you can manifest anything you desire rapidly and accurately even in the most masculine sport or in the highest physics or in the, the world of woo-woo, whatever you dream about, I think, you know, these limiting beliefs that are generations and even past lives old, that we have to break through that. And it's people like you that are full of light that really have, you you do, you inspire so many. And I'm involved because I have these teenage girls and I see who they look up to, which means so much more than anything I could, you know, I've said to my kids for years, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And I know that's gone in one ear, out the other. And it's good advice. How many times do parents say you are are who you hang with? (laughs) But, you know, at the end of the day, you are. Whether it's we, again, we, we like attracts like. So if your friends are not good friends, then maybe that's in you too. And so, um, you know, it's the sort of the concept of like dress for the job you want, not the one you have. So go find some friends, go find different friends. And well, thank you, you know, for being a friend. I, uh, there's one other concept and yep. like, maybe you know about this. Um, you, maybe I, um, don't. I don't know if this is true or not, but this is along the same lines of, you know, finding good friends or saying positive things, dreaming into things. And that's that I feel like I heard at some point that your subconscious can't tell the difference between a truth and a lie. And so if you go into everything with that mindset that it can't tell the difference, what are you saying to yourself? Like I'm, you don't you you stop looking in the mirror and going I'm ugly. You stop doing that. You stop saying I'm not worthy. You or stop saying it. I'm stupid because you're if you think about it where you're you're actually telling yourself that for real programming yourself that then all of a sudden, you know, you might start rethinking the way that you talk to yourself and look, we're made of what 70-80% water and for anybody out who is that's never watched the um, uh, what's his name Yamamoto um, there's a there's a water uh, thing on YouTube and it talks about how you know your thoughts and intentions oh, yeah. affect the crystal the structure the yeah. uh, affect the, the actual the, the 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 actual you know crystal cellular crystal structure cellular yeah. structure of the water and they freeze it and you know go under a microscope and look at it and it tells the difference between like hard rock music and saying hurtful things to you know Mozart and Bach and you know saying words like love and it, the difference of it so all it's we are so much you know we're so much more in control than we know yeah absolutely. or than we think and accountable and I think not only self-talk but we have to learn to talk to others because attacking thoughts get attacking thoughts back well it's just a projection isn't it I mean if you're mean to somebody you're just you're all you're doing is showing them what you're insecure about exactly well 
Unfortunately, we're out of time. We don't have enough time. to. This is a deep, <laughs> deep subject. We, we went way over and I'm about to be kicked off this set. But oh, Danica, we I'm will do it again. I'm going to stay here because I think we're just going to film right after this, right? We are. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.